0: What I'm saying here is a fact. The response to COVID, and in fact, the pre planning of what COVID was to become, is the biggest and greatest single lie in world history because it's worldwide. It is leading to the biggest kill off in history because it will last generations. It is a known lie. It has been a known lie from the very, very beginning. Now, you've heard me say this, you've heard me make these points, but what about, as the young people say, the receipts? My friend uh, and colleague, Ari Hoffman, has some of those receipts. He has emails that show that they knew in the separate country of Washington State, now keep track, that was one of the hardest lockdown states it was one of the longest lockdown states. It was the last state, or last in the last of the three states, to relinquish emergency powers. It fired cops and firefighters and national guardsmen. Well, I think that was federal, and it fired teachers and it fired nurses. Um, in fact, in the state of Washington, to this day, the transportation department has never recovered. They have had more closures in the past, which is the high mountains between eastern and western Washington, than at any time in history. And while that sounds inconvenient, understand this. That affects food supplies and fuel supplies and people's lives. All of this was predicated upon a known lie. The dictator of that state participated in allowing a fraud... Of a billion, and eventually they got some of that back, half a billion dollars of COVID relief monies to go uninvestigated. In fact, it's quite likely that was an inside job. Someone turned off the fraud prevention techniques and hardware, software and hardware, in the government offices. And then we're told Nigerian hackers came and stole that stuff. Off the shelf, fraud prevention would have stopped that, but they turned it off. None of this is unique to the state of Washington, the separate country of Washington. They're just a worst-case scenario because they're a one-party state. No one cares. Because they're a one-party state, they get away with it. Well, my friend Ari hasn't been in talk radio as long as a lot of us. He hasn't been in media. Want to know how he ended up with a talk show and a successful writing career at the post-millennial? Want to know how? Because of what they did to him. So you're going to hear him describe what's in these emails, what this proof means, and I guarantee it applies to your state as well. Thank you to Bulwark Capital Management at KnowYourRiskRadio.com for making the conversation possible. The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile. Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. What a week, man. Uh, filling in for Clan Buck was an enormous amount of fun. And I would be a liar if I didn't tell you it was an enormous amount of work. Thank you for um, for listening to the best of shows. I, I had to do that. Otherwise, I couldn't do all this double duty. And it is uh, paying dividends. If you are a new listener, courtesy of Clan Buck, thank you. Thank you so much for, for joining us. We, we so very appreciate having you here. That was quite an introduction, if I do say so uh, myself. So from the post-millennial in 570 KVI, one of the uh, heritage talk stations in the country, in fact, the first super talk conservative station uh, on the West Coast, Ari Hoffman, my friend, joins me. Ari, welcome back. Such a pleasure to be here, buddy. Good to see you. Great to see you. you uh, man, you've come out with uh, some great proof that they knew. And you know me, on COVID, I'm never going to stop pursuing this stuff. I'm, I'm never going to stop saying there's a kill off with the injections, et cetera. But you have found that not only did the state of Washington know or the separate country of Washington know these injections didn't work, but uh, you have the goods. They were talking about this very early on.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So for me, just a little background for your listeners is that I was a business owner. I owned multiple businesses, and one of them that I planned on leaving to my kids was destroyed by Governor Jay Inslee's shutdowns. Even though we didn't shut down, very few customers in Washington State were willing to have events and we were event rental company and unfortunately it really killed my business and i managed to pivot into this industry but how many people that were fired because of jay Inslee's vaccine mandates could not pivot into something else how many people had to leave the state and now we're finding out that a month before his vaccine mandates went into effect you had king county and snohomish county health officials discussing how the vaccine was not stopping the spread and if you recall Jay Inslee called all the Trump supporters or Republicans or anybody who wouldn't get the jab bioreactor hazards, and that they were hazards to everybody around him, including anybody who couldn't get the vaccine yet, like children. Well, now. King County was discussing an event. It was like a Burning Man type event. I have the organization's name, but we don't need to burn them because they're not government. But they had this hundreds of people at this Burning Man type event, and it was a super spreader. And the super spreader event required that everybody be vaccinated in order to attend this event. And they sent this to King County. Now, anecdotally, that's a story. And you may say, well, that's one event. Well, people at the Seattle Cancer Care Alliance, people at the Fred Hutchinson Center were getting COVID. And they were talking about how many people were coming through their doors with COVID who were vaccinated. And everybody at the Fred Hutch, don't forget, that's the agency that honored Dr. Anthony Fauci, who came to town and he got a, shall we say, a mixed reaction when he threw out the ball at the Mariners <laughs> Yeah. And, Right. Now, at least this time, he didn't take it into the dugout when he threw it. He actually got it over the plate. But they honored him and they were getting COVID and it wasn't stopping the spread. You had Jay Inslee talking, comparing people who wouldn't get the vaccine to terrorists with backpack bombs. And in these emails... It talks about how all these people are getting COVID and how the rates were going higher and higher. You're looking at a month before the vaccine mandate, you already had a 20% quote unquote breakthrough case rate. Now in another email among King County health officials with the subject line, please do not distribute. They are talking about how so many people with the vaccine are getting COVID and it was in response to Mayor Jenny Durkin who mandated this right after Jay Inslee for all the firefighters, for all the police officers, it's still in effect, they're still firing firefighters, they're still firing police officers, and she's been out of office for almost a year now, that this was in response to her saying, yeah, we're having a real problem with this, we're seeing it more and more and more and more. And yet Jay Inslee was making these statements around the same time, and a month later put the vaccine mandate into effect. And you're talking about 20 to 30 percent breakthrough cases. And let's see, let's go back. So they rolled out the vaccine in January. So January, February, March, April, around May-ish time is when anybody who wanted one could have had one. And you were close to, I think, 70 percent of people had the vaccine already, which is technically herd immunity. We know it's way past herd immunity from the amount of people who had the virus already. I mean, we had it in my house two, three times already by that point. And they were already there, already seeing these breakthrough cases and still push forward with the vaccine mandate.
0: Yeah. And we're going to continue to talk with Ari Hoffman about this. It's fantastic work. And I want to get from you the tone of these emails. You know, I get it when it says do not distribute. They know what they're doing. Uh, they know what that means, and I want to get from you the tone of these emails, and if you detect in this any shame, clearly there's an intent to hide. And then let's go back through some of the other things we know about the separate country of Washington and the dictator there, Jay Inslee, and uh, how it compares to the rest of the states, because uh, Washington State's not biologically unique, right? I mean, human biology is pretty solid, and I saw this article I mean, it's very virtue signaling. It says that um, the old idea that burning more calories than you eat will not cause you to lose weight is a racist, transphobic myth. So forgetting the fact that there's no such thing as someone born in the wrong body and forgetting the fact that race does no food does not recognize race. Uh, Let's just realize this, that in very, very, very few cases, people can have a a derangement of of their body systems and their metabolism, and it's hard. But no, in fact, that math works because it's in or out, and it's addition and subtraction. And there is this, though, that it gets very, very frustrating because I'll give you a tip as a guy who's taken off 150 pounds of unwanted fat and kept it off. And now, you know, I'm trying to go to 8% body fat. Um, it's this your body resists. It gets to a point where you may have made progress. I'm talking to the person who's lost thirty pounds, but you can't get past that threshold. Well, your body's holding on to it, and I'll tell you what it's doing. It's sneaking sugars. It's manufacturing sugars. It's bizarre how efficient God has made our bodies. Soda Weight Loss at com knows how to get you over these humps and past these plateaus. They know how to shift. They know how to stay ahead of the metabolism. They can get that last 40 pounds off of you if that's what you need to lose or 150 like me. So just get in touch with them at Loss S-O-T-A com. That's S-O-T-A WeightLoss.com it stands for state-of-the-art because they are over 7,000 Google reviews and average 4.8 out of 5 stars. And just for the record, they're the first big company to come to us all those, not a year ago or so, and say we need to meet the Todd Herman Show audience. So to weightloss.com. So I said at the time when they started, uh, when the, the, the Seattle uh, fascists started. Going after Ari Hoffman, I said at the time, they're picking the wrong dude. Uh, when I first met Ari, it was because of uh, some Jewish cemeteries that were being bespoiled because they let uh, homeless uh, drug addicts, and I would say street people, not people who are accidentally homeless or experiencing homelessness, but, but hardcore street people go and, 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 and bespoil these sacred places, sacred to Jewish people, sacred. And when Ari came in and presented his case, I said at the time, you're gonna, you should be in talk radio. And secondly, I said at the time, they've picked the wrong dude. And I think they're figuring out they picked the wrong dude in Ari Hoffman at 570 KVI in Seattle. Uh, what are the tone of these emails, Ari? Are there these people saying, oh, did anyone, for instance, come out and say, we need to tell the people? We've got to tell the truth. Well, we, we can't continue to force people to get injections. Did anyone offer such a thing? And is there even a tone of regret?
1: Not in the emails I've seen so far. The one regret I saw in any of these emails is actually, I believe, from Snohomish County, where it says, sorry for the bad news, meaning they knew this wasn't working. But in that very same email exchange and in the one from King County, immediately they discuss how they have to pivot their messaging. Now, mind you, this was a month before the vaccine mandate, back when Jay Inslee was still saying that this thing is going to stop the spread, that the jab is going to stop the spread. And instead, here's what they're saying. Now, this is one between the people over at King County. We are being clear in our conversation that we do expect people who are vaccinated to become infected with COVID. As our population becomes more vaccinated, we do anticipate we will see more given that people are vaccinated and that vaccines are not 100% effective in protecting you from the virus. So then they start discussing how they're going to give this messaging to Jenny Durkin. So, to the mayor's question, She's asking about the severity of disease of those who are vaccinated. The message we have been using that aligns with the CDC is that vaccines are effective in preventing severity of illness, hospitalizations, and death. Do you remember... It was about a month after James Lee rolled out the vaccine mandates when you couldn't deny the breakthrough cases anymore because they had grown to around 40 percent at that point when they started saying, well, it prevents hospitalizations and death. And then all the celebrities and all the politicians were saying, oh, well, I'm really glad that I got boosted because it prevented me from doing this, even though I got covid feel bad for me. And then it became, well, now I'm taking Paxlovid and I'm really glad I got vaccinated. Over and over and over again. This is where the narrative changed. And you also see that in Snohomish County emails, Rocky Road ahead, we do need to reframe our public education approach to emphasize vaccination along with other prevention measures rather than the illusion that the vaccination instead of other prevention measures. Remember what they did to anybody who brought up ivermectin? Remember what they did to anybody who brought up working out or being outside? And yet they had the proof right here that this thing wasn't working as advertised and they mandated it and fired people who wouldn't get the jab.
0: Well, and they fired people and they also told people. And uh, when I was doing morning radio in Seattle, uh, I had an interview with a woman who had uh, just about died from an actual vaccine because these mRNA injections, these are gene sequencing devices. They're not they're not vaccines. Never were supposed to be in my judgment. Um, She was, she just about died. She went into anaphylactic shock and, and then she got treated at the medical clinic at which she worked because she went into anaphylactic shock. She had to be revived. She died. Her heart stopped. They took her to her place of work and they cared for her. And then they said, Hey, you know what? Um, This is a big deal and you can work from home. So she got to work from home and she left her, her beloved career of nursing and started to do uh, medical records and, and, and helping people retrieve records and helping customers and patients. When the COVID thing came out, they passed, and I'm trying to remember the name of the group and it's fa- I'm failing with my memory, but they, they passed the DICTAT, you will get injected. And she filed for a waiver to the organization that knew she had anaphylactic shock, pointing to the fact that the same stuff that gave her anaphylactic shock was contained in the mRNA injections. And they said, we don't care. You will get injected or you will be fired. And she came on our program and spent a couple of years, I can't remember the name of the organization, but we applied sufficient enough pressure that she was given a reprieve, but not Lieutenant Jeff Vale, who was a lieutenant with the Seattle Fire Department. He came on our program, Ari, the day he turned his boots in. And he was on the phone with me with his three children next to him, and I have the audio of Lieutenant Vale being asked by his little girl, "Daddy, why are they taking your job away?" So the human cost to this you mentioned you 've pivoted into talk radio and and pivoted quite successfully i 'd say into the media business, you saw this ruin quite up close because of you being a businessman and an entrepreneur. Tell people what it's like in a full shutdown state and what what it was like for you to see colleagues and vendors and partners destroyed.
1: So let's take my business for a minute. Let's just, let's just start with me. I mean, I don't want to make this all about me, but people don't realize that when you're a small business owner, you have employees. You have people who work for you. And a lot of times a small business owner, when times are tight, especially in my business, which was a seasonal business, you're oftentimes giving the money that should be going to you and your family to your employees to keep them employed. Otherwise, you can't run a business. I employed 40 people during the summers, every single summer. And I was actually working with organizations like Millionaires Club because I put my money where my mouth is. And if we're trying to actually help people who want to better their lives and make their lives better, then we should actually work on doing that. I'm not talking about the street people that you and I detest and you and I have the problems with. And they, those people need help too, but some of them don't want to be helped. In fact, right. the majority, I'd say, don't want to be helped. So I was trying to help the people who want to be helped. So now my business is shut down. I can't hire them anymore. it just can't happen. And then the government says to me, Hey, Ari, we need to do inspections on all your equipment. Now in the event rental business, this is really dumb because you have to inflate bounce houses, for example, and they have to go, wow, these inflated. And then they walk away. They don't make sure how you secured them. Nothing like that. And they demanded that I do my inspection for them. I said, guys, my inspections do you shut everything down. If you want this inspection done, send me an inspector. And they said, well, we're not going to because of the pandemic. I go, then give me an extension. And they said, well, we're not going to because this is unsafe. And I said, hang on, you're going to put me out of business over this. I said, you do this or I'm suing. And magically, once you know, an inspector showed up and I'm working shoulder to shoulder with my guys in the in the first two weeks, in the two weeks to flatten the curve. And they don't have any concerns with that whatsoever. Isn't that an unsafe working environment, according to labor and industries? And they're the ones doing the inspection. They didn't cite me at all. But now I've got a business and I'm like, that's when I saw through this whole thing. I'm like, this whole thing is BS. If you guys were really serious about it, you would have said, no, we would have given you an extension, nothing. But the people in Seattle were so scared out of their minds and nobody was renting anything. All the big events like Seafair were canceled. What was I supposed to do? So because I have no customers, it's just me there. And now I can't employ the people from Millionaire's Club. I can't employ the people I normally employ. And all these people are begging me for money because they can't get their money from the government because of all the problems with Jay Inslee and all the fraud that was going on with the employment fund. So now you've got people who are desperate for money, who can't feed their families, who are begging me for money. I don't have the money because my business is completely shut down. And now think of everybody in the event industry, no bailout for them, nothing whatsoever. And then that's just think about the people who are hot dog vendors, think about the people working at the stadiums. Think of all these people, no money for them whatsoever. That's just one industry. Now think of everybody else in every single other industry who couldn't work. And I know people who are working in the tech industry who are getting millions of dollars because they were deemed an essential service because they had to give people Wi-Fi so their kids could be on the online schooling that didn't work. The whole thing was a fraud. The whole thing needs to be investigated and think about the amount of suffering it caused. Think about the people that it made homeless. Think about the people that lost their houses. Think about the people that lost their savings accounts. Think about the people that lost their jobs. Think about the suicide it caused. Think about the depression, the anxiety, the substance abuse, you name it. And they didn't think about any of that. They just thought. This is our cause, like it's a religion.
0: Yeah, and I think it goes past a religion, uh, quite honestly. I, I think it goes, well, I mean, there's the religious zeal to this. You know, you mentioned, for instance, the street people. Um, there's a religious zeal there that they must be kept on the street at all costs. Well, there's, a, there's also money behind that. Every body they store is, um, it gets them uh, a congressional vote. Right, adds up to. We have ex, your, your your separate country has three extra congressional seats because of illegal immigrants and homeless people. And yes, yes, yes. In my faith, I am called to love those people, and I do. You, Ari, you serve those people even when we don't want to, right? Because, but we will not serve them drugs. We will not store them. It's the same thing here. That it became so obvious that this had failed. It had become so obvious that it wasn't it wasn't working. But here is the thing that that gets me, that uh, gets me, Ari. Is it cannot be incompetence. Incompetence is excluded. And I will explain why incompetence is excluded. This is one of the things we do on the Todd Herman Show. Have you heard my It's Not Chaos theory?
1: Yes, absolutely. I love your It's Not Chaos theory. All
0: right. So, what do you get when you have incompetent people working? You get incompetence. What this incompetence breed? Chaos. So sometimes they might be right. Sometimes they're going to be wrong. Sometimes they're medium wrong. Sometimes they're full wrong. Sometimes when it's blue, it's, it looks green. Sometimes when it's green, it's supposed to be orange. That's not what we see. All the so-called errors were on one side. And that side was this. You have to get injected. Government has to give you power. Ari, people may not know this outside of the separate country of Washington. Your dictator in the Washington State Department of Health got caught twice fundamentally lying about the number of COVID deaths, calling Mm -hmm. um, motorcycle accidents that were fatalities COVID deaths. But there's more to this. There was no PCR cycle threshold standard in your state, meaning that state has no idea how many people died from or with COVID. And here's my question for you, because you sit at the center of this now. I'm up in the high mountains of free America. Do you think anyone there is going to pay a price? Anyone in the Inslee administration, do you think anyone will pay a price? Never. And we saw that with the 2020
1: elections. You literally had a riot where you multiple riots. You had terrorists take control of six blocks of seattle and yet the governor was re-elected the guy who said stay home stay healthy i'm going to take away your job if you don't get the jab all that said all this kind of stuff and yet he was re-elected even with this mass uprising of people going no 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 the guy who said you can't go to school but you can riot in the streets all this and he got re-elected and then you look at what happened in seattle the seattle city council Oh, well, this person's a little too left, so we're going to go with the more moderate one. The Republicans didn't even show up to compete in a lot of the races in the most recent election. How many of these people ran unopposed? No, I think that a lot of the people in Seattle moved downtown. Look what happened in New York. Let's use New York as an example for a second. 400,000 people fled New York during COVID. Where'd they go? A lot of them went to Florida. Right. Right. So that's the difference in the win for Lee Zeldin, who lost by around four hundred thousand votes and a huge tsunami down in Florida. When people talk about what Florida do, well, Florida did everything right during covid and it paid dividends down the road. But you look at what happened now, how many people are fleeing Washington? There's even an article in the Seattle times today about how Washington's population is not what it was. People just moved around Washington state. People moved out of Washington state. And the only reason they're getting more people in Washington state is from people coming from other countries. that ties back into what you said beforehand. So now you're looking at the cycle continue. And I don't even see the Republican party showing up to fight around here. I really don't. And it's really disheartening to me. Somebody who got red pilled a little later on and then said, OK, I'm putting my chips in on the Republican Party and I don't see them picking up the, the fight. I see people like you and me doing more to win this fight than people in the parties.
0: And I'll, I'll say this, your Republican Party there, and I, even people I deeply respect and, in fact, love, have had proof that Jay Inslee lied about the number of people who died from or with COVID. He lied every time he spoke those numbers. And I will say this out loud. And your director of, and if I could remember his name, I'd say it, the, the director of the Washington State Department of Health uh, was Dr. Umar. Um, yeah. All right. I've said this in writing to him. I'm saying this right now. This is a fact. This means he can sue me. Okay, Jay Inslee. This is a fact. You consume me. Okay. Have Bob Ferguson come at me. I am stating a fact. You have no idea how many people in your state died from the COVID flu or with it. No idea. Every time you spoke those words, you were either lying or didn't. People didn't tell you you were lying. There is no data, not an ounce of data in Washington State that's usable. Those are facts. Now, see the opinion clause, all that, public personality, all that, sue me for libel. Sue me. I'm a one-guy LLC. Come and get me. In fact, I will say this. That's not the LLC speaking. That's me. Come at me, and then we'll have discovery. But guess what? I've already got the data. I've already got it. I know you lied. Uh, or I know, I know that you didn't have the data, which amounts to a lie. I don't know. You think they're going to come and sue me?
1: Well, I think they won't because they're worried about discovery because given the public disclosure request, they keep hiding from me. When I do a public disclosure request, the amount of things I get that are zoom meetup emails yeah. that they say, this is what was discussed here. But I say, well, where's the recording of the zoom meetup? Oh, uh, we can't give that to the amount of things they say. Right. So here's one I did recently. I did a public disclosure request. You know, Jenny Durkin's missing text messages for the Autonomous Zone. I said, I want Jay Inslee's text messages during the Autonomous Zone. And they denied them to me, denied them, saying it was some kind of public security. What's the risk? It's all over now. It's all over right now. Or here's another one for you. Remember when Jay and Trudy said, stay home, stay healthy for Thanksgiving? Right. Well, I got I asked for his public schedule during them. They denied it for security. I said it's passed. It already happened. They denied it. So I did a public disclosure request for Jay Inslee's protection details expenses during that time. And I found ski rental equipment. Now, why would Jay Inslee's protection detail need ski rental equipment either in Olympia near the governor's mansion or on the island where he lives? There's no ski mountains either near either of those places. And it wasn't snowing. So we assume we know where Jay Inslee went, and that's why they were hiding the details. It's all a cover-up.
0: Oh, absolutely is. And 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 they simply don't care. Uh, and they'll be held to account, you know, are, are you and I have a different face. Uh, you're a Jewish man. I'm a Christian dude. Uh, I think we both believe justice comes, right? I, I think we both believe that all that's hidden's going to be revealed. God is the God who sees. And one day, my brother, you and I are going to have a, we're going to have a public discussion uh, about our faith in a friendly sense. I would learn so much from you, and I would so look forward to that. You're a blessing. They picked the wrong guy to pick on, as you've shown at 570 KVI and on the Post Millennial. There's a link to Ari's radio show, and uh, there's a link to some of his articles at the Post Millennial in the podcast notes. Thank you for coming on the podcast. It's always a real pleasure.
1: My pleasure, buddy. I'm here because of you. Thank you for having me.
0: Uh, It's it's not, I didn't do it. I just helped you. (laughs) You're the one. You're the one who did the work um, that landed you this This dream job. And by the way, you look very good behind the microphone. Thank you, Ari, for your time. You know, the MyPillow product um, continues to just, it it continues to just blow out. And it continues to grow. And it continues to amaze. And there's this now um, from, from MyPillow. Uh, you can start now this new year, 2023 with one of the fundamentals of sleep. and these are the Giza dream sheets. I have them. they're extraordinary. I didn't. I've heard people talk about them. It's the first time I've experienced them. You can now get them as low as 2998 during the My Pillow New Year's special event. and look, there's nothing better than slipping into to bed with sheets that are soft. And I don't, I don't know if lotion is the right way, but I've described them for myself that they they maintain their coolness. Is that a word? They they don't get all hot. And this is grown. Uh, this is from the best cotton that's grown in a very small area of the Mediterranean. It's made into a fabric that's just ultra soft and breathable. But that's my they say cool. I think they're breathable. And the dream sheets uh, are, are, are sateen, and it's a weave that gives them this super. Luxurious feel while you're sleeping. And this, it's fair to describe it like a dream. Of course, it's my Lindell. It's my pillow. There's a whole bunch of sizes and and variety of colors. These are machine washable, super durable. And all Giza Dream Sheets come with a 10 year warranty, <laughs> and a 60 day money back guarantee. 10 years. That's confidence in the product. Shop the New Year's specials at MyPillow.com and use promo code Todd to get huge discounts on all My Pillow bedding products, including blankets, pillows, and comforters, and get the Giza Dream Sheets bed sheets for as low as twenty nine ninety eight. while quantities last. Stock up now at MyPillow.com and use promo code Todd for the New Year's specials. MyPillow.com, promo code Todd. Giza Dream Sheets. You know, this week I had the just tremendous fun uh, and honor of getting to fill in for uh, Clay Travis and Buck Sexton, and I I got uh, just some amazing emails from people that hadn't heard us for a while and are now back to the podcast, and I want to welcome you back for that. Uh, this is a typical note. This is from uh, Luis. Uh, dear Todd, glad you're back. Three things. Isn't liar Debbie Burks related to an FBI official? I'll have to check on that. Might be. Now that the omnibus bill is passed with specific provisions for no border structures as, uh, to be built, does that make Biden, Harris, Mayorkas, Garland, Ray, and the 58 senators and all the House members that voted for this directly responsible for every fentanyl death since December 23, 2022? And that's 250 per day, Why? Right? Right. That's a, and he points out that is one Boeing seven 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 per day of people dying from fentanyl. And three virtuous discrimination, which we talked about on Clay Buck show, is just another tactic to recruit useful idiots. Isn't that what the racism, climate change, LBG two or LGB so called TQ agenda, and green energy is all about? It is. It is all about tearing the country apart, and it's by doing that by tearing the psyche apart. Remember that we had an expert on our program to talk about tyranny and how tyranny gets installed. And remember what she told us that the, the, the anecdote to tyranny is to believe in our own value. It is to never let them devalue us because that is what they seek to do, right? Is to devalue us. Um, This is another note and it's pretty typical of this. This is, this is Phyllis. I've been so blessed by hearing you substitute for Buck and Clay and purposely reverse their names. I think that Buck is the heavyweight on the show. That's such as it is with partner shows. I would have preferred um, the replacement to be my beloved Rush, uh, Rush, be Buck Sexton and the Todd Herman show. That'd be interesting doing a show with Buck. Um, I've learned partner shows, unless it's someone I really love and adore, won't work. And I don't, I've, I've never spent any time with Buck. The months that you filled in regularly after Rush was called home by the Lord were of great, great comfort to those of us who listened to him since 1998. I'm glad to have learned of you in your current show and we will check it out. May God bless you abundantly in 2023. I'm one of the um, intercessors for America, co-leaders for prayer, um, the no longer a golden state of California. I do plan to move to to a red state the next year. Oh, man, I appreciate you making mention of the prayers of intercession. That's powerful. We can't change God's will, obviously. He's God. But what we can do is show our faith. And when we pray for our country, this this is hard. When we pray for our country, it, 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 this is difficult for me, particularly because I'm so cynical about what the party is doing to our country, is to pray with, with, the, with the belief that God is going to answer. Now, if it's within his will, right, and if we're praying in a godly sense, and if we're pray, praying in line with the Lord Jesus and with his principles— then we can say to the Lord, it is this act of faith. It is this showing of faith. And he may accelerate the timeline or thing he's already going to do. And he does grant mercy. And this country absolutely needs mercy. So thank you so much for the note, Phyllis. It's so nice to hear from old friends. Mark uh, writes, Todd, I was looking at the phone today and saw that I had my Rush Limbaugh app on and for some reason had yet to delete it. I looked at the Clay and Buck app and saw you were subbing this week. Listening to Rush was a part of my life for 30 years and putting a show on during the holiday break was part of the routine for me. So when I saw you were subbing, it made me think of Rush. And then the first thing you did on your 1227 broadcast was remember Rush. Pretty sentimental for me. For what it's worth from this old, um, this old Rush fan and bright red Wyoming boy, I think you're very much the mantle bearer I've heard since Rush left us. I really enjoy your show and and, and peace and, uh, and pace and how you bring callers in, much like Rush. Question, why haven't you been picked up nationally on radio? Seems I still like the format. You're great at it. Meantime, I'll get your podcast on the top of my list. Merry Christmas. Well, brother, I have been. I have a national radio show. It is on Radio 1, it appears on the weekends, and it's, a, it's, it's purposely a weekend show because I'm quite happy, and you know, God has blessed this podcast beyond belief. So you can find that at Radio1.com and you find the affiliates. We'll get an affiliate list up on the Todd Herman Show, um, but look, you can have me five days a week, Mark, right here and in a form where no one controls what I say or can limit what I say. Not that Radio America will do that in the radio show, that is expressly forbidden. In our contract, there is no speech codes. We will not do radio under speech codes ever again. Uh, John writes, thank you so much for today's conversation on the Clay and Buck Show. I appreciate your intelligent and thorough coverage of the COVID disaster. The betrayal of people everywhere regarding the content of the shot and the consequences of it is sad, criminal, and maddening. Thank you for your voice. Thank you for your courage. Thank you for your faith. John O., thank you, brother. And it's, look, it's a kill-off, guys. I could try to uh, make it you know, easier to consume, but it's a kill-off. That's what it is. The, and and uh, how could I possibly say that? Because they won't talk about it. Because there is an emergency. They pretended COVID was an emergency. You know, I don't want to know what's an emergency? Nine-year-old kids suddenly starting to get uh, blood clots in their brain. You know what's an emergency? Some of the most fit people in history dropping dead from heart attacks. You know what's an emergency? Cancer is spiking. You know what's an emergency? Sperm rates again dropping. And you know what makes this not an act of chaos or or incompetence? Because the desire of the people who are shooting us up or trying to, they also have a desire to limit the human population by 7.5 billion people. If we can't call that a kill-off, then I'm not certain if we can ever call anything a kill-off. And it's important to call things what they are, or we cannot, in fact, properly battle them. Right? And battling things is the only way to win, and you're doing it in conjunction with God, in conjunction with prayer. Because, as we said the other day, there's some demons that can only be banished via prayer. Those demons do exist. They haven't gone anywhere. They're not going to go anywhere. You know, I mentioned the blessings of, of this podcast. We get chances to give back, too. We've got some pretty big companies now that have chosen to reach out to you. Soda is established and they started with one location in Dallas and and you know that they've they've grown now nationwide. Um we have um uh uh we have Healthy Cell, very established company. We get to give back a little bit and we get the joy of this. Now look, we get money from Allen Soaps at slash todd I'm not saying it's an active charity. It's not a charity. It's a business. And it's a way for us to take our values of the parallel society, of operating outside of the pharmacological complex, and betting on the value of human life. In this case, the value of the life of a young man named Alan, who is the chief soap officer there. Our bet is this, as you continue to buy the soaps at allensoaps.com slash Todd, as you sign up for subscriptions, as that company grows, they're going to have an opportunity to hire another young man or woman like Alan. And imagine the day he becomes a supervisor. Now think of this. You can take a young man who's largely nonverbal because of, of autism and, and is facing a lifetime of surgeries, and you could effectively make him a supervisor. Of someone like him. And he can bring them along in the soap business. And I'll tell you this. If the soap was awful, I would just say, hey, let me just, let's do a charity thing. This show, The soap is magnificent. Very, very unique uh, fragrances. And very easy on the skin. And three generations of soap making expertise behind this. At alansoaps.com slash Todd, you get 10% off every single thing there. When you use my name. Todd is the promo code. That's allansoaps.com slash Todd. Use my name as the promo code. And since we're on the topic of live radio, have I ever told you the very first appearance I made as a known person on live radio? Have you ever heard that story? I remember it to this day. So when I say as a known person... I mean, not as a caller to a radio show, because, man, I used to love to call radio shows. There are still promos that run on national shows. Well, maybe not anymore, but there were up until a few years ago where I am playing roles. And, in fact, there was a very famous talk show host who one day found out that I was three of his favorite callers. And, in fact, I arranged it so that I was debating myself I was playing an old man and a young guy and and the, it was it was a fun way I did that now, on a national radio show. But the first time I was on a radio show as a known person, no one knew who I was, but as a named human was at a at a, at a car lot, a very high-end car dealer in uh, it's called Pittsburgh, not Pittsburgh Pennsylvania, but it's outside of a uh, It's outside of San Francisco, and it's up in the fine greenery and the multi-million dollar homes. I don't know what it's like nowadays, but it was that way then. And a host named Don Blue, uh, he was a legendary morning host back in the day at K101 in San Francisco, California, adult contemporary music. Don was at this remote that I had some hand in selling, and He was getting into a vat of stuff. I I want to say it was baked beans. It was that sort of morning radio. And Don did morning radio at the time where those guys earned so much money. They were so pampered. He had a limo pick him up from work every day and take him home. And it was like an hour drive. It was in his contract. So Don gets into this vat of stuff and I think he, you know, I mean, it's not that easy to, to maintain dignity in a vat of stuff if it's beans. And he started to make fun of me. And I thought, well, there's two ways to play this. He is Don Blue, or I could, uh, I could go back at him. So I said some things. And Don, Don gestured to me, come over here, gestured to me. So I went over there, and he put the mic up in my face, and we had a back and forth. And it was fun. And he said, uh, he called me sales weasel Todd. And uh, when I got back to the radio station the next week, um, I think it was the next week, I had a reason to drop in. I had to give him copy or something, you know, ad copy. I don't remember, but I had occasion to go into the studio. And Don Blue said to me, he goes, what are you doing? I said, what do you mean? He goes, well, you, you don't want to be a salesperson. You want to be in the air. What are you doing? Why are you doing this? Go get a a radio job. Go get on the air. Well, how would I do that? Move to a small town. They they need talents. I mean, if you want to do this, do it. But uh, you, you don't want to do what you're doing. And he said, you either get to believe in yourself or you're not. And ultimately, the belief in myself, well, was to put everything on the line. And to go get a job. Well, not even a job, a partnership at a radio station where the only money I brought in was advertising. And I look back on this now, and I look back on God's providence. And I look back and think that at that time, I was not discipled. In fact, I don't even believe I was fully a Christian. And yet, God prepares us. He equips us. When we left radio, I'd already been through this cycle. It's not a mistake that our first uh, affiliate in Washington State was KSBN, where my radio career began. It's not going to be a mistake when we announce the next Washington State affiliate. It's not. And it's probably not where you're thinking. But it's, it's not a mistake. It's not a mistake that my wife and family said, oh, okay, Dad, Todd's doing this again. Because they've seen it multiple times. I beg you to take account of what God has equipped you to do. It might be something far, far different than you're doing now. And it might not be. But he might be calling you to something by way of how he has equipped you. And I think often about this as I begin to ask people how they discovered their crafts. I asked someone the other day who's a brilliant CrossFit coach. How'd you get into CrossFit, my husband? And they've got a fruitful marriage. And beautiful kids. And... She loves her career, and it gives so much. Please take account of that. This is the Todd Herman Show. Please go be well, be strong, be kind, and please be prayerful and mindful. What? In what ways has God equipped you?